Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey there, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, and I'm excited about my guest today because I think I found her while I was on my own journey Googling, um, you know, why my vet isn't telling me anything about my dog's diet or what I should be feeding my dog um, every day to make sure that she stays healthy. Um, I really think that that's where I met her. I mean, I found out about her first. Um, because she's been on this journey for a really long time and has been documenting it and researching it um, for a long time. So I'd like everyone to welcome my guest today, Nora Lenz. How are you? Hi, Angela. I'm good, thank you. Good. Where am I? Where are you talking to me from today? I'm in Seattle. It's so yeah. cold and rainy here. <laughs> oh, it looks pretty outside your window there. Yeah, it's very green. <laughs> it's green. Always green. <laughs> yep. So um, you have a website, and which is like a resource center for nomorevetbills.com. And I, um, I can relate to this so much, you know, just the name of your website. Because like so many people, our dogs, you know, hit a certain age or um, they finally fall victim to their diet or over-vaccination and over-medicating and start getting sick. And, you know, the first time that it happened to me, my dog was seven years old and, you know, I stopped counting at $10,000. I could see that, you know, it made no sense. You know, they, they'd pump her up full of steroids and she'd do great. And then they'd tell me, you know, everything would go downhill again and I'd bring her back and they'd ask me to repeat everything they already did again. Um, Nobody ever said, Hey, what are you feeding her? Hey, it might be this uh, medication. Hey, she she may be over vaccinated. Nothing, nothing. I even got an autopsy, and they said irritable bowel uh, is all they could find. And so it's you know I'm guessing um, that maybe you've been through this journey. Has this? How did you start this? Where you were like, okay, this is bullshit. I need to I need to get this out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody who's ever had a dog or a cat has been through that. Um, you know, you go, you just feed normally, you feed what you think you're supposed to. And the dog, you know, gets to be six, seven years old. And sometimes it happens before then and they get sick and you take them to the vet. And then that starts the whole cycle. You never stop going back. And that's nope. the that's the way the whole thing is designed. That's the model to keep the, you know, revolving door turning and it took me a long time to figure out that that's what the game was. I got hints along the way. I started reading in mid eighties about human health and discovered, you know, that the medical industry is all about money. It's not about health. Absolutely. Um, and that led me to figuring out very slowly, because it's hard to get information back then, very slowly figuring out what I needed to fig- feed my dogs in order to keep them healthy for life. And I finally figure it out. Right. And it's not hard. And you don't have to have a scientific background. You can be a lay person 
And uh, I mean, I never had any science in school. My The closest thing I got to a science text was my symbolic logic book that I had to take because, you know, just for my science credit. Um, so if I can figure it out, it's absolutely insane that somebody can go through eight years of supposedly intensive training about dog and cat health and then come out and say, gee, we just don't know what causes disease. We don't know how to turn it around. All we can do is watch it progress helplessly. And I tell people all the time that come into my Facebook group, you know, that they've gotten some dire prognosis from their vet that says their dog's only going to live X amount of months or years or whatever. And I tell them that's based on their past experience and it's valid because they have no idea how to turn disease around. All they know how to do is watch it progress. So that's based on if you do nothing except what caused the disease, if you continue doing that, the disease will progress and that's what's going to happen. So it's a perfectly logical prediction, but it's just based on a flawed model. Oh, I'm, I love how you say that because it's so true. It's not, um, I mean, I know you know this because I've read it on your website, but uh, I'm, you know, I know all about medical cannabis for pets and for ourselves. And it's so funny. It's the same thing happens is that I knew all about what I needed to eat, what was, you know, healthy for my kids, what was healthy for everybody in my family to eat, but never thought about the same thing that needs to go for my pets because I thought someone had that figured out for me already. Right. They didn't have it figured out for me. I still had to figure it out on the human side. So now we have to figure it out on, you know, our pets side and mm -hmm. we're our best advocate. Um, right. But I went, I was invited and this is what I love is that I was invited by um, one of the veterinary schools by their class president to come speak about medical cannabis for pets because, of course, they don't teach anything about the endocannabinoid system in vet school, and we know they don't talk about diet and nutrition. So that was the first time that I was in, you know, the halls and classrooms of a such a prestigious vet school. And all over those hallways were posters from Hill Science Diet, from Purina, proving why their um, recipes are the best and what they get. And I was blown away. I'm like, how is this allowed? It's like going into, you know, a medical school and, well, maybe you do, I don't know, and seeing, you know, prescription drugs being um, advertised or, you know, prescription meals being advertised um, for them to do. It just was insane. I couldn't believe it. And you look at the class and I'd say about 20% of the class sits there and knows what they're being taught is not going to help them, that they have to learn on their own. And that was very wonderful to see. They did it on their lunch hour. They filled an auditorium, um, you know, and not the whole class came, but they filled it. And it was good to see that the, that they know that this doesn't make any sense. They're not going to keep on putting up with that. So <laughs> that's a little, you know, light at the end of the tunnel to know that things are changing. But those of us who have lost dogs, mm -hmm. and it's funny because when my you know, my second schnauzer, my soul dog now is 13. And when he started having problems at nine, um, you know, is the first time that I went back to my vet in a long time and went again. I was told the first thing she said without even looking at him and he was coughing was that he had a brain tumor. <clears throat> 
So I feel like, okay, if I was, you know, a person who just, or the old me who just did what my vet said, then again, here I go down this slippery slope of drugs and tests and driving to this special place to get this done and going back and having to be checked up and the expensive drugs that I have to shove down her throat. No. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, and what it's, I've learned is that, and I read this on your site, that we forget that we go through, we have to change our diet and do things differently once we become older. And the same thing happens for our pets. So you even brought up something beautiful, which I feel like nobody talks about, is that even if you're feeding a raw or fresh diet or a species appropriate diet, you still may have to make changes because as we age, we can't tolerate things anymore. So yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not so much about, to- I guess it is partly tolerance, but part of it is as you age, your body is less able to eliminate waste in the right. efficient way that it used to when you were young and the waste starts to pile up. And according to the philosophy of natural hygiene, which is really just the science of natural living, your all disease is caused by the accumulation of waste in the body. So this is an extremely important idea that people need to bear in mind that you can be feeding the perfect foods, but if you're feeding too much of them, or especially if you're feeding um, meat, animal products every day, I've found that that's really a problem because it's too much. It's too much fat. It's too much food overall for domestic dogs. Especially if don't burn it. Right. And especially the three most popular proteins, you know, most dogs are allergic to, which is chicken, lamb, and beef. You know, it's their heart proteins and a lot of dogs get, um, get inflammation, major inflammation and allergies from them. I can tell you if I were to feed beef to three of my dogs, they would explode with allergies and yeast and their stomach turns red and everything turns red from them licking it just from feeding them the wrong protein. You know, if they got in someone else's bowl or something like that. So, you know, when I, I have nine dogs here, so I get to see how different and what they do have in common, what they don't have in common. And when I say when they have things in common, it's usually age. It's usually a senior thing that no longer do they tolerate that well. So I have to figure out something else. So I love that you bring that up because they age just like we do. I found that the the allergic to certain proteins idea isn't really valid either. It's usually a sign. Do we need to stop for a break? Oh, not yet. Oh, okay. It's usually a, it's usually a sign that a dog is being misfed or overfed, and once that's corrected, um, once plant meals are introduced into the diet, and what we found is that the that dogs, nobody really knows what the requirement is that dogs have for meat. And the less meat you feed, um, the healthier dogs are. My own dog gets meat about once a week. And I know lots of other people who are feeding that way too and reversing disease that way. And that means, and once you start doing that, then you don't have those sensitivities to those proteins anymore. And I think raw feeders tend to um, tend to um, look at things like allergies when they're sort of unsure how to proceed. And that whole allergy thing is a bit of a rabbit hole too, because that's a big cash cow for the medical industry, for the veterinary industry. 
It is. We're going to take a break, but I want to talk more about the plant feeding and, and how you do get rid of allergies through that when we come right okay. back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back. We're talking with Nora uh, Lenz, and um, your website is No More Vet Bills, and it's filled with wonderful information. You also have a great book, um, which people can get on there and see and read about the information. But you were talking about um, proteins and um, feeding your dogs meat once a week instead of an everyday type of thing and feeding them more plant-based. Is that what you were talking about? Yes, in fact, um, dogs are set up to eat meat primarily. That's their number one food. If they have a choice, they will only eat meat. The problem is the meat that we we have available to us in modern civilization is agricultural meat, and it has a lot more fat on it than dogs are set up to digest. I mean, if you take, I have a picture actually in my book of a wild, a dressed wild rabbit, meaning, you know, butchered, you can see it's lean tissue and the skeletal structure and everything um, compared to um, a domestic one, a farmed one. And the, the difference is amazing. The muscle meat is red. 
there's no fatty tissue. Um, the bones are, I mean, it's, it's just clear that one's unhealthy and one's not healthy, uh, and one's unhealthy and one's not healthy. And when we feed those foods to our dogs every day, that fat that's on those animals accumulates in the dog's body. And that's what causes disease. And that's what creates this accumulation of waste, of acidic waste in the body that have to come out. They have to come out some way. The digestive system, the eliminative, the primary eliminative system is backlogged. So this waste looks for outlets and it comes through the ears and that's what causes inflammation in the ears. It comes through the skin and that's what gets called allergies. It comes through the eyes. It causes you know, blindness eventually, deafness, and just miserable allergies for a dog's entire life if you go to the vet and accept their you know, allergy testing and their remedies and their drugs and all of that. It's just a never-ending battle. But um, what you can do to get away from all of that is find the foods that dogs consider to be secondary foods naturally in the wild. And those foods primarily are fruits and foods that, that resemble fruits. And what we've found, what, and you know, this is just basically a, a matter of experimentation and finding what works because we don't have any experts who know this information. We're not being guided. So we're left to experiment on our own. And what I've found has been working for me for the last 25 years, and that is to feed lean meat that contains edible bones once or more a week, if you want to, um, and to feed plant meals consisting of fruit and cooked yams. And the only reason why we cook them, and I've never seen a dog actually turn down cooked yams. They, they're very sweet when they're cooked because the starches get converted to sugars. So they, get re, they start to resemble fruits, which are natural foods for dogs. And quinoa, which is a high protein seed. It's not a grain. And it sort of, I think, replaces some of the protein that they might be missing from eating plant meals so often. You, and you cook the quinoa too? Cook the quinoa, yes. Um, in fact, that's what my dog gets every day. She either gets bananas mixed with quinoa or um, cooked yams mixed with quinoa. And then once a week or maybe twice a week, sometimes less than once a week, she'll get um, parts of a Cornish game hen. And she's a small dog. She's 11, 12 pounds. So uh, a Cornish game hen is perfect because it has bones. She could eat the entire carcass. She, I mean, it's too big for her. It's too much for her to eat in one meal. But she eats, you know, a percentage of it. She eats on, we, on meat days probably five days, 5% 5 of her body weight. And then on plant days, she probably gets, I've never measured it. I really eyeball things. And that's, people are always asking me, how much do I feed I my know, dog? Me too. Well, it's, it's so much, it's so much better to get to know your dog by experimenting with quantities. And I can give you a baseline to start with. And that's what all raw fooders do. They start with two to 3%, which is too small if you're feeding plant meals. It's really too little. So I start with, you know, 5%. Start with 5%, go up from there if you see too much weight loss, go down from there if you see um, symptoms. And sometimes symptoms will continue even when disease is reversing itself because the stuff that's been stored in the body gets liberated back into the bloodstream for eventual elimination. And that starts coming out and it looks through the same channels that the body's already set up. So if the dog has had 
ear inflammation his whole life. That's because waste had been coming through that channel and it'll continue doing so until the body's clean, until the bloodstream is clean. I love, I love how you explain that because we say it on a regular basis, you know, someone who's coming off of Apoquil <laughs> right. and going on to a CBD regimen, which we always say, it's not going to get rid of it. You have to change what they're eating. Um, right. So they they will change the diet. They will do CBD. And just yesterday I had someone say, my dog has an odor coming out of their skin. And I'm like, it's probably detoxing. You're, yes, most it of is the time, detox. I see things get worse before they get better. Absolutely. Um, but my gosh, a detox is detox is so amazing. Um, are you a vegetarian yourself I'm, or vegan? I'm, I'm vegan. I've been vegan for 32 years. Awesome. Raw so, vegan, actually. Oh, awesome. I would love to be that one day. <laughs> I'll get there. Um, yeah, it's but a process. Yeah, I remember when I stopped, um, I stopped eating meat, uh, the process and the detox I went through was unbelievable. It was and it's amazing. so important for people to understand that because they can think that's, that it's not working when they first start and abandon it. And then they right. go around telling everybody, oh, this didn't work. It almost killed my dog. I've seen people do that with, with raw food. You know, they'll start They'll go, they'll discover the truth about what human beings are supposed to be eating. And they start eating that way and they feel weak and they have body odor and they might feel, they might even have like cold symptoms or flu symptoms. Right. And then they'll, you know, they'll give up and they'll go back to their normal way, to, way of eating and tell everybody that it almost killed them. Yep. So fortunately, information these days is so easy to get. It's yep. getting harder thanks to Google. <laughs> And, you know, Facebook, I mean, but, but those platforms are still there. You can still find valuable information there. It's just getting harder because you do a search and the first, you know, two or three pages are medical stuff, you know, the, right. paid, the paid stuff. The paid stuff. Well, that's why that we have money. a podcast so that we can right. tell everybody on our podcast. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to ask you. Um, Probably something about detox, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I love a good detox. I mean, I'll see, you know, we treat, I get here at my rescue, I'll get really sick dogs with awful looking tumors that I get rid of and watching them explode in their body, get rid of them and them come back to health is a beautiful thing. I love have it. Have you seen, have you seen tumors drain from the outside? Yeah. Externally you have, because I've seen that a couple of times too. And a lot of times people don't really have the temerity to see that through. It happened to my parents. They had their dogs had, their dog had a huge tumor and the skin on the surface was getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And it seemed like it was going to exit, you know, the stuff inside was going to exit from the outside. They didn't want the mess. So they decided to have the, the tumor surgically removed, with it, which they did. And of course they were feeding correctly from that point on and the tumor never came back. Yeah. But, uh, but there was still a lot of cost to, to be borne by the dog with all the toxicity right. involved in surgery. Thank you for so, saying that. That's what people don't understand, especially right. if you've seen your pet. You know, you're knocking years off their life by putting right. them under to cut off a right. tumor you can get rid of naturally. Exactly. So yeah, it's going to be gross and ooze and we tell people that. But if you've come to us looking for a natural way, we're going to tell you to, to change your diet and eat raw or fresh diet. And if you use cannabis, it's going to allow the body to get rid of it itself. Um, but yeah, if the dog... So if the dog can get to it and roll, they'll pop it themselves. 
Right. Which is what I have found. But I get some really older dogs where they can't do it and they can't get to it. It's on the spine. It's attached to the spine. But I think I've gotten rid of just about every cancerous tumor you could possibly, a dog could possibly have now with diet and seed. There might even be some kind of indication to the dog that they need to scratch that area or, or, you know, erupt it somehow just to assist the process. Maybe it itches or something, you know, like, like healing does itch sometimes. So that's interesting to hear that. I would, I'll send you, um, we did really, it's so funny because we laugh at ourselves because, you know, right now I'm treating 10 chickens. Um, we took in chickens and they're all sick. Oh, really? So I'm treating them right now. But of course, am I taking pictures? Am I videotaping it? No, I forget to, but we did, we did track um, Daisy, a 14-year-old lab, she's 15 now, um, who had a mast cell on her spine that we got rid of and we tracked the oozing, disgusting uh, process so that people can see it because the biggest thing is people think that their pet is in pain. And we're like, no, they're not in pain. This is the body getting rid of that toxic shit. Oh, we have to take a break. We'll be right back. Okay. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We we're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. And I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Vampire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Hempire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm having an awesome conversation with Norma Lins. And we are talking about 
letting our dogs be as natural as possible and, you know, let their bodies heal themselves. Let, let, I mean, I talk about, I live in about three acres here in Florida. And when I let my dogs out, one of my favorite things to do is watch them go eat the lemongrass or, um, you know, the oregano or whatever that they can access because they do know, or whether it's grass and they need to get something up and out. Um, so I'm always, I love that, that part of, um, of letting animals actually be animals. And you're right. We don't know, you know, we talk about, uh, even fermented vegetables that if they caught that wild rabbit, they're probably going to eat the contents, the fruits, the berries, and the vegetation that the rabbit was eating is probably fermented in their stomach and they're going to get that. But I love variety and we know that they can have a little bit of everything and finding that sweet spot for your dog is really, really important. Um, I know that you have the book. I want you to tell them a little bit about your book. And I also saw that you do consultations in case someone's interested in talking more about them. Now, in a consultation, do they get kind of a plan in place? Is that, tell me a little bit more about how you do that. Basically, the consultations are for people who are nervous about changing the diet and really want a little hand-holding. It's all, it's all really explained. They don't, when people order the book, I have it right here, um, they don't get a copy. It's just an ebook. But oh, okay, I do great. have a printed copy that I'm, I'm editing right now. But um, consultations really, I mean, I get people contacting me all the time who are going through a crisis situation and they're not really intended to see people through a crisis situation because I can't, I have, to, I would have to see the dog in order to know. I mean, I'd have to actually have the dog in my house in order to, you know, feel confident about what to feed and reversing the situation and seeing how the dog reacts and how, what the dog likes and doesn't like and all of that. So it's really basically just for, to answer questions, to get people feeling comfortable and confident to move forward. And 99.9% of people that read the book don't contact me for a consultation. They just go away. They don't, you know, they, and that's what I love. I'm teaching right. independence. I'm teaching right. people how to be free to handle this themselves. This is not hard. This is right. not hard, people. You don't have to go to school for this. Anybody can do this. It's easy. It's cheap. It's so much cheaper than what a lot of people are doing. And you know what? And you're figuring the you, vet bills. Right. And if you do go back to your vet for an annual examination and every the disease and everything's taken care of, please tell your vet what you did so that they're open-minded and they're hearing it over and over again that diet makes a difference. Um, that, you know, this, these commercial foods are not helping. They're, they're feeding into, you know, I think one of the most eye-opening things is seeing that, you know, there's five companies that own everything. So it's right. just this big right. circle of we're going to feed them, we're going to make them sick, we're then going to prescribe them till, they're di till they die. And then, you know, that's what happens. That's what I have in my rescue is the senior dogs that have so many issues and problems and so many medications and prescriptions, science, diet, bullshit, food that they give up. It's too expensive. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. You know, the dogs peeing and pooping everywhere. It lo it's in pain. They can, so they give up. And yeah. I get the dog and take it off all the prescription meds, feed it a raw diet. And here we go. And yes. it's just, 
I'm glad you're one more advocate out there. And thank you so much for doing what you have been doing for the past 25 years. We really appreciate having you out there. And thank you for being on my um, podcast. Please tell everyone where they can find you on Facebook. You mentioned the group and your website. Yeah, the group is called Healing Diet for Dogs and Cats. And um, the website is called nomorevetbills.com. And there's, you know, the book is sold on there and there's lots of blog articles on lots of different topics that aren't that don't get the right treatment elsewhere that you know everybody's talking about how to treat disease instead of what's causing it let's just remove the cause yeah let's be proactive and yes happen at all we can do that that's totally true um thank you nora so much for sharing your your wisdom and knowledge it was a pleasure meeting it was good to meet you too take care All right, you too. Bye. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.